everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Having Coffee with John Mack. Today, we're going to talk about something that Jesse really wants to talk about. And since how she's always so quiet and hardly says anything on these podcasts, I figured we should talk about this because this is when we get her talking. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. You got a Microsoft recommends updates notification. Okay. I don't care. Well, we're talking about modesty. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about modesty in your own words? I think modesty is having some self-respect and dignity and like I know a lot of people it's not just women but men too men can be immodest but I think that they think that they can find their own self-respect and dignity by showing more like I'm okay with my body and I don't care who else is kind of thing um, but I I don't think it works that way. <laughs> so how does it work? Put you on the spot. I don't know. Like, why? Why you? You're interviewing me. I am interviewing you about modesty, and I'm interviewing you because you've come to be one of the more modest people that I know. So, in your own words, what does modesty mean to you? Like, what goes into being modest? Well, I think you can be modest without, like, some people think that it means you look, like, really frumpy or have, like, oversized clothes and, like, stuff like that. But I think it's just, like, being respectable and considering other people's you know, just considering other people. Like, you don't want to be flaunting yourself in front of really anyone, but like married people, for example, or family that it might make them feel uncomfortable. You know, like, sometimes there's a level of discomfort if all you see is your, your bits popping out mm. <laughs> all over the place yeah and that's become pretty common yeah and I just think that like modesty you know you can still look really cute but you just cover up a little bit more and it's biblical at the same time you know like if you want to take and bring that into it but I just often miss the times in you know like the 30s, 40s, 50s, where women were just naturally beautiful and they didn't have to try to expose themselves to be that. Like Marilyn Monroe and Audrey Hepburn, like Marilyn Monroe was one of the biggest sex symbols still to this day. But I mean, there were some outfits that hugged her body a lot, but for the most part, she was well covered up. Mm -hmm. Like she even had like knee length dresses a lot. And Audrey Hepburn, I can't recall, really ever had 
anything showing except for maybe a little bit of belly. Um, but that's that's it. Like so, basically, modesty to you would be in this generation of WAP. Right. The opposite having of that. some self-respect and dignity and pride in yourself to not have to show everyone right. your I think body. that having true dignity and self-respect and like in a culture now where people talk about self-love a lot, which I have a problem with, but that's for a whole other discussion. I think that you actually have more confidence if you're okay with not showing every part of your body because I feel like you have less confidence if you feel like that's all you have to offer is to show parts that shouldn't be shown. Okay, so talk a lot about modesty having to do with kind of covering your body not having to expose yourself and I think that uh, a contributing factor may be like having a good self-esteem I think that if you don't have a good self-esteem you tend to want to get that attention right so you'll expose more to get people to like you more that's exactly it because like backstory you remember when I first met you, Yes. I was not a modest person at all. Hmm. And I had confidence issues growing up. So I felt like the way to get any attention from a guy was negative attention that was solely focused on the body because I didn't have confidence in any other area of myself, heart, mind, anything like I was like well nobody will want to know who I really am so if I'm to get anyone it's gonna have to be with the body therefore I did not have any confidence and that's when I showed myself more but especially over the past year I've been more modest but the changes is, is I've also been more confident in my identity with God. Yeah. Not in as the world sees me, but in how as God sees me. Now, a good point to bring up, because we've talked about, you, you brought up Audrey Hepburn mm -hmm. and Marilyn Monroe. And how Marilyn Monroe, even to this day, is known as a sex symbol. Yeah. Like, people thought she was just gorgeous. But, it not it true that Marilyn Monroe wasn't a tiny woman. She was not. She, her, her weight fluctuated because it depended on where her depression was at the moment and what kind of medicines that her doctors had her on because she was a really depressed individual. But there were times that she climbed up to about 175 pounds. I think at her smallest, she was maybe 140. So she had meat on her bones. Yeah. Sort of, sort of. Thing. So she wasn't, you know, she had a hundred pounds soaking wet. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because I think that's another thing that like society puts onto women, especially, uh, is that they have to be super thin, mm -hmm. like beyond rationally skinny to be socially acceptable. But on top of that, you have to be super ultra thin, but you also have to have breasts and you have to have a butt. And you have to have curves. But you can't have a stomach. Right. And you have to have a thigh gap. Yes. It's, mis it's, it's disproportionate. It does, a human body can't look that way. Mm -hmm. So my point in this is if we can break away from these stereotype bodies that they place on us, they being society, we can become more modest and not have to feel like we have to expose. Because when you're being modest, people can't tell really if you've got a thigh gap. Right. Because you're covering yourself up and you're still looking good. Yeah. You can wear good, nice clothes that cover you well. Well, like I was saying, Monroe and Hepburn. Yes. Super modest. Oh, even Donna Reed. Beautiful. Like, um, it's a wonderful life. She played, mm -hmm. you know, Mary on there. I mean, and like you don't have to, I mean, there's no set way to dress with modesty. I mean, you can dress more modern, of course, but yeah. still, my, still cover yourself up. My modern example, or more modern, I guess, example of dressing modest, really, would be like an Avril Lavigne mm -hmm. back when she was big, back when you were... In high school, probably coming out of high school, right around that time, where her look was just like a skater girl, mm -hmm. baggy jeans, a button-up shirt with a tie hanging off of it. You know, she wasn't flaunting her body really. Mm -hmm. She was covered up, and that was the look. Or even Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. She's always been a pretty modest dresser. Yeah, although her, you know. Nip tips are always poking. <laughs> that may not be her fault. <laughs> we watched, it just happens sometimes. We watched that reunion special, and I noticed that <laughs> yeah. in that scene, too, that they were they were poking. Always. I don't think I've ever seen anything where they weren't. Must have been pretty cold on the set. Must have been chilly. <laughs> but, I mean, getting back to the body thing, I mean, even men have stereotypes mm -hmm. that we are told we need to uphold you know you need a six-pack and you have to have muscles and be toned and ripped and you know it, there's men out there that do that and it takes a lot of time mm -hmm. a lot of effort to get to that point um, to be like <clears throat> some of these guys like the rock you are oh the rock is amazing but the amount of time that he spends in the gym mm -hmm. to keep that body it's like a full-time job yeah and then you have to be on a certain diet you get you can't sway from it and you got to keep your macro diet good you got to hit the gym do your recovery eat this food don't eat these foods and it's very restrictive yeah. I mean, the, the reward is 
good, I guess. I mean, you get a nice fit body, but... But is that all you're really going to care about at the end of your life? Well, is that Is what? the fact that you have a nice fit body that you had to work full time for? Well, not only even that, but like, is that what you would care about? Because we're in this together, and obviously, I mean, I don't want to blow up and be, you know, 600 pounds. Right. But I also don't have six-pack abs anymore. Right. I used to when I first got out of the military. Six-pack abs, because that comes with that lifestyle. But I don't anymore. Of course, I'm a lot older. It's been 16 years, so... But I also don't want to just let myself go. There's that happy median where you can live your best life and enjoy your foods and enjoy your family and doing fun things and relaxing when you need to. Yeah. Versus I need to be in the gym three hours a day, seven days a week, and I can only eat 2,000 calories a day, and I've got to really micromanage every meal and every drink. <sighs> I'm just not at that point. I'm not an action movie star. Yeah. I'm not up for any roles as Wolverine or anything like that. So I'm not going to go to that point. I'm going to be happy with my body. I don't have to show it off. I'm not walking out in the street ripping my shirt off and flexing my muscles for everyone in the neighborhood. So I don't care. Yeah. And I think that that's the same kind of attitude that women should take as well you know well, you're women not need to be realistic with their bodies too um like your stomach will look different at every stage throughout the day mm -hmm. like it may be flat in the morning and then you might be bloated at night like it changes shapes depending on what you eat or haven't ate or i mean like bloat isn't fat and like women will freaking panic if they get a little bit of blow I'm like it chill, it's okay chill out you're PMSing mm -hmm. you know like it's <laughs> it's a natural process that the bodies go through and they change daily they never look the same wear a nice shirt that you know hangs on you a little bit I just don't think you that. can rely on a body that's ever changing no you can't and it doesn't last mm -mm. like there's gonna come a point in everyone's life the rock included where his body's going to deteriorate. Yeah. I mean, look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, that guy used to be jacked. Everybody wanted to be Arnold. But you look at him now, and I mean, he's just not the same guy. He's much smaller. He's older. He's, his muscle, you, your muscles atrophy, and then stuff starts hanging. It. He still works out, and he's still in shape. Well, but. in an age of social media, too, it makes it worse because everything is so easy to manipulate on the internet, just like a simple photo. Mm -hmm. Like, I was telling you last week that I finally found out how freaking easy it is to do because I manipulated my own photo just for the heck of it. And yep. you can take and make your arms smaller, your waist small. You can manipulate every single part of your body. You can change your eye color. You yep. can make your skin look flawless. And in an age of social media, that's what girls are seeing. And they mm -hmm. think that this stuff is real. And then on top so. of that, they see freaking uh, what's-her-face um, that we take and make fun of all the time. Cardi B. 
uh, they see her and like all these like other people that are like halfway yeah. dressed, and then that's that's what they want to be. And Cardi B is so caked in makeup that she looks like a porcelain doll. Yeah, so. and that's another thing is the makeup. I think I feel like makeup is also it's not just clothing, but makeup also goes in with modesty because it's the same thing, but just something that you apply to your face. Like they talk about modest makeup. And like the more that you cake on your face, the more you have to keep caking on your face because yeah. it destroys your skin. Well, it's a I vicious always, cycle. I always look at makeup like this. <clears throat> you use makeup to enhance your natural beauty. But if you're just caking it on, you're using makeup to make up for your ugliness. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not physical, mm -hmm. but ugliness in your soul. There's something in you that you don't like. That you just hate your body. So you're making it up by creating a completely different you. And then lots of people will say that it's art, that they do it for art. But like they. And some people, maybe they do. Yeah, like maybe those they do. And cat eyes yeah, and little swirly like, things on the face. And sometimes it's cool. That's okay. But like there's also, I think that people need to be realistic and like know that doing that doesn't come without consequence like your your skin won't be the same yeah anymore I mean, if you, if you do, do something it like that consistently if you do it like once a week or something and you rinse it out and it's only in there for a few hours yeah. and you're cleansing your skin and letting it breathe yeah okay but there's women i mean let's be honest people that will go especially young we're talking like 21 maybe even younger if you can sneak in to late 20s going into the club decked out in makeup head to toe showing off their assets and they go and they're drinking having a good time and they go home and they pass out in their makeup so they probably put it on earlier in the day got all decked out went to the club hung out for five six hours and then passed out with the makeup on and by the time they get back home to wash all that off their face that makeup's been sitting there for like 12 13 hours longer <laughs> so the the skin underneath of that's just suffocating well that it's also been proven that because beauty suppliers make their money off of repurchases mm -hmm. over and over that like the chemicals that are placed into the beauty products make things worse so that you buy more beauty products to cover up the things that you've yeah. made worse. And it's even the same with cleansers and moisturizers. Mm -hmm. There are moisturizers out there that says it's for dry skin, but it makes your skin drier, so you buy more to put on it, and it's just a cycle. It's yep. a con it, That's how they make their money. Yep. That's exactly right. I mean, they have to make a sale. Mm-hmm. And they'll say that this is going to do that. Whatever you need, we've got this product to cover it up, to fix it, to highlight it. But even stuff like that has been like kind of slyly put into like different movies. Like Catwoman, for mm. example, reminds me of that. Like, remember the beauty product was that cream that they had yeah. to constantly keep on? And that's what the whole. Yeah, it wasn't big it? thing she was taken down was. Yeah, because it made their faces like crack. like like disintegrate pretty yeah, much. Yeah, they just yeah. start cracking. Yeah, I remember that. That was horrible. But it's not the only movie. Like that's 
That kind of stuff's yeah. been placed in lots of different themes throughout. Yeah, and you, it's kind of goes back to you don't really ever know exactly what's in things. Like, people will buy it. Do, do people look at a makeup container, I don't know, a thing with makeup in it, and look at an active ingredients in I that? used to not. Now I do. But I don't... Uh, I used to not do that. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of women don't look. Mm -hmm. They just know that this is my shade of lipstick. Yeah. Or this is my... It's the eye, eyeshadow, eye mascara, mascara, shadow, and um. <laughs> the pencils. I don't know this makeup stuff, but Confusing you know all now. the things that you use yeah, to all draw all over your face. Okay. And those say, this just makes my eyes look better, or this brings out that, and they just put it on. Mm -hmm. Like I've known women, a couple that I can think of that were related to me, that would literally put their base on like their their raw skin was really really bad mm -hmm. because of because of makeup <laughs> it was pitted and all kinds of stuff so they put their base coat on is what they call it base coat and they would put this stuff on that would completely fill in all these pits and everything so now you've got like makeup caked inside of divots in your face yeah and then they would put on the outer coat and that's where they would add the color like whatever they wanted to look like for that day i need a little more pink in my cheeks or mm -hmm. a little rosy because it here. drains out your color in your face too like you don't have that natural pink and your your face mm -hmm. actually looks really dull kind of palish dry yeah. gray like it yeah. it takes away the so it's like Fresh color out it's of like putting face. primer on a wall and then putting your paint on so that the stuff underneath of the mm -hmm. or the original coat of paint doesn't shine through your new coat of paint. Yeah. So I mean, but it all goes back to being modest because you need to be happy with who you are and not feel like you need to impress the world. Really, all you need to do is be happy with yourself. Find a way to be happy mm -hmm. with who you are happy in your skin yeah be happy you got a, a nose that's a little larger than people around you it just makes you unique but people don't like uniqueness mm -hmm. and this lack of uniqueness and this intolerance towards unique characteristics is forcing people to be less modest yeah like for me, my uniqueness is in the eyes with mm -hmm. that extra your skin in your eyes bit that <laughs> Papa always teases me about. So like I've always had my eyes commented on, but it was either I love your eyes, they're beautiful, or they would comment on that and say like your eyes look really weird, like what's wrong with them, and stuff like that. And but either I mean, way, it's a compliment because. They're noticing something unique about you. Yeah. That's what they're seeing, the uniqueness. Yeah. But people try to cover that up, and then you just blend into the Because crowd. there's not very many people that... I haven't met anybody else that has that. No. Just me and Steven seems to be like a generational yeah. kind of thing. I don't, I don't know where so, it comes I mean, that's, from, but... We need to yeah. embrace that uniqueness. Yeah. Not run from it. Not try to cover it up. Not try to paint it. Conceal it. There's no way I could cover just, mine up anyways. Just let it be. I mean, I'm sure you could pack a lot of Bondo or something in there. 
<laughs> sand it down with a disc sander and get it all smoothed out. But, you know, it would be really uncomfortable. It probably would. But, I mean, or just be happy in your skin. Be happy, yeah. Live your best life. <laughs> I, think it ju- I think it, like, widens my eyes and, like, brightens it. You have very like, beautiful eyes. The color, the shape, everything about your eye is very attractive. I've always loved your eyes. It's one of the first things I noticed about you is your eyes. Mm-hmm. Even when you were dressing less modest, <laughs> your eyes is what really stood out to me. So, I mean, do with that what you will, well, but that's what With unique things, stuck out. People, people will love it or they will hate it, but the right people will love it. Yeah. And you don't have to make everybody love you. No. no That's where we impossible. get... That's impossible. We get caught up in that. We want everybody to love us. But we become George Costanzas. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you, you're not going to get a quarter of the people to love you. No. So, give up on that dream. Even, I mean, think about it. We watched that, uh, the Friends reunion mm-hmm. last night, which was really good. But I thought it was funny because they're talking about how popular the show was Mm -hmm. and how it had been streamed so many hundreds of billions of times worldwide on all these different streaming services combined and it was some astronomical number 800 billion like 800 yeah like 800 billion times but they said that when the episodes came out there was 20 million people watching that show Mm mm-hmm 20 million seems like a lot but it's not for tv but there's like 7 billion people in the world and they were in 200 200 countries mm-hmm. or two yeah like 200 220 countries and all these different languages and 20 million people out of those billions of people were watching that show mm-hmm. and then you see how big it was i mean they were they were famous everywhere well i noticed uh, they were also talking about like especially phoebe about how they didn't like to watch themselves on there because like she like they found themselves annoying mm-hmm. and like they were worried about like their laughter and like how they sounded and stuff and these were people that were you know looked up to and admired by the other loved people. characters yeah. yeah but the the they had actors insecurities. and actresses playing those roles didn't necessarily like seeing themselves in those roles. They liked playing the parts, but yeah. they didn't like to watch it. Yeah. They said that there was, like, whole seasons that some of them Just never, didn't watch. Yeah, they never even watched. But they remembered, like, all kinds of things about shooting the show, which yeah. was pretty cool. But, yeah, I mean, I just think it's really important that we kind of... And I, I've heard that here lately, this younger younger generation was it alpha or whatever is, is the alpha is the very youngest you're still talking about gen z that's becoming more more conservative, conservative. More it's modest, gen z but more, they're split yeah, because you get some gen z that's like cardi b yeah. knockoffs and then you get the other half that so are, maybe the generation following these gen zers yeah will be even more they'll kind of continue that trend a little bit and become more but it's more than the generations before yeah it's a larger percentage 
Which is good. I mean, we need people that want to conserve what we've built in this country uh, and not always just want to destroy everything. Because I've heard, like, they want to get rid of the flag. They want to make a completely new flag for the United States. They want to throw out our national anthem. There's, like, all these different things going on, and it's like, let's just... But then you get some Stop. of the Gen Zs that are back in the dresses and minding their own business and growing their gardens and yeah. knitting and, and awesome. crocheting, and it's really a beautiful thing to see. Self-sufficiency. I mean, that is It's becoming great. a pretty big movement. Which, yeah. if you think about it, that's what Trump was kind of pushing for nationally. Like, we could be, as Americans, more self-sufficient on America not have to depend on the rest of the world. We we could do things on our own. We could make our own goods and services and take care of our needy. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, there's millions of people that are starving here in the United States, but we're spending billions of dollars to feed starving people in other countries. Like, why don't we take some of those millions Reminds me of that song. and feed people here? There's a song that I heard said... Um, we send our missions overseas, but for the hurting in our own cities, would you even cross the street? Yeah, it's because sad. it's it's absolutely accurate. I think that's casting crowns. Yeah, pretty sure. So I think it'd be good just to be kind of be more conservative and kind of especially fiscally because we're spending money by the, the trillions like it's nothing, and that's all money that our great great probably great-grandchildren will have to pay back. So it's horrible when you really think about it and kind of heartbreaking that we're doing that to them. But, but. yeah, um, I just think I really liked the subject tonight because I think it's important to talk about. I think it's important so. on, you know, like what would you want your kids to wear mm -hmm. or to listen to or to watch like, I mean, there's no definitive answer, like, from anywhere or even the Bible that says you have to dress this way. Um, it just talks about dressing in a modest manner. Mm -hmm. And I think that just, that goes into, like, what do you consider modest? Like, truthfully, don't yeah. take in where something where everything is showing and say that I'm modest because that's a joke. I mean, you have to be honest with yourself. It was really hard when I took in just, I, I took a lot of my clothes to Goodwill because my butt cheeks were hanging out the bottom. It barely covered my boobs. And I wore that stuff a lot. And I had to really be, I, I mean, I cried and kind of threw a fit a little bit, but I had to be honest with myself. I think sometimes the hardest thing that you can do is be honest with yourself. Yeah, and it touched me when you when you did that because you said to me that you wanted to be more modest and a show of respect for me that you didn't want to show your body to everyone because you were my wife mm -hmm. and you didn't want to be showing everyone your body. So I, I was touched by that because I never pushed you mm -hmm. on that. There was only one shirt in our entire rela relationship that I ever pushed you to yeah. get rid of. You've never pushed me on anything else. And it was because it was that. really, really loose, mm -hmm. sleeveless, low V-cut, and whenever you leaned over, like, everything was just exposed. Yeah. 
to everyone. And I wasn't shy about it. But, like, I mean, I also thought, you know, coming from a biblical standpoint, I, my goal is to take in, like, if somebody sees me and if I meet someone, I want, I, do, I don't care if they don't remember me or my name. I want them to be able to experience Christ in some way mm-hmm. and to know where I stand. And you can't take and someone can't experience Christ in you is if what they're looking at is your breast or your butt hanging out the bottom of your shorts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, and you to, can't. To be clear, like tank tops are okay. Yeah, I wear When tank it's tops. hot and you, you know, you're wearing a tank top. Yeah. We're talking about the ones that come to where they're just below the nipples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> below the nipples? Just below. <laughs> and then they got that, they're really skimpy on the top. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like you're wearing like a little Yeah. And I still wear shorts. I have shorts on today. You yeah. Know, I just like don't. But they're not the ones where the, the pockets are exposed because the shorts are, you know, so short that the pockets in the shorts are hanging down your leg. And then you just have that little skimpy bit of material that yeah. just covers your naughty bits like a pair of and my problem (laughs) i'm picking a fight with the bikini companies yes that's my problem because bikinis now underwear underwear covers more than bikinis do now yeah i guarantee it i'm it shouldn't be so hard (laughs) to find a bathing suit what's crazy is so we go on our little vacation to the water park yeah and you we had this conversation there about these bikinis and bathing suits so naturally my mind's like there's got to be something that she can wear and i'm looking nope. and then i find myself looking at all these women in the water park at their <laughs> at their bathing suits <laughs> and pointing like hey hun look at what that, about that, that one over there looks like it it's a little more <laughs> and then it, after a while it kind of clicked like maybe these women like might notice me looking <laughs> at them and think i'm like looking at them but yeah yeah i'm like picking out bathing suits. i think i forgot to tell you though that i did find one on amazon and it's like old school like almost 1940s like remember uh the notebook mm-hmm. movie with um yeah that would be good yeah Those like it suits. it looks like that it's it's really cute i think yeah. i think i found one <laughs> that'd be nice because like that whole thing i but in my mind like there's a problem i'm gonna find a solution so i start looking around right. yeah. trying to fix it fix it but then you realize you're kind of being pervy. <laughs> pervy John. <laughs> so I, I better stop. <laughs> so I quit. But yeah. I, think I did find it. like three bathing suits that were women were wearing in the wave pool there that were modest. They covered a lot and they they looked nice. They were they were not they were cute. I think I'm gonna order it this week because I think next weekend I want to go to the pool uh, with the kids. I think that would be sure. great. It would be. And we can be modest. And we can be... <laughs> there would be some crazy tan lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a farmer's tan. That's okay. <laughs> Looks like you were swimming in your jeans and a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> Maybe. Well, if, like, everything's hanging out when you wear just a standard bikini nowadays, then you yeah. can't take and get on to me for swimming in my jeans when they can't make anything that doesn't go up... The crack of the butt. Yeah. 
Look at this really cute bathing suit. It's completely crocheted. <laughs> I had one of those before, remember? You can see right through it. I couldn't even wear it. You gotta wear a bathing suit under your bathing suit <laughs> if you want to cover anything. So That was scary. That was crazy. I can't believe they actually made that. Oh my gosh. It had to have been a guy. A guy made that. You know that guys probably make 99% of women's clothing. I, yeah. I was telling you today I'm having a problem finding business casual clothing for my business meetings because everything is sheer and mesh and see-through. Yeah. It's business casual, not business slutty. Oh, don't mind my <laughs> bra underneath you guys. Like, that's one way to get donors, am I right? That's how you do it. Show a little skin. <laughs> Like, oop, I see a nip. Here's a thousand dollars. It's terrible. <laughs> it's really it, it is shouldn't bad. be it shouldn't be so hard. No. But Well, I think we'll wrap up that discussion there. But yeah. I think it was a good conversation. And I got to interview you a little bit, so Yeah, you caught me off guard at first. Bam. Because I'm gonna tell you why. So the past couple days I was actually gonna look up like some definitive things on the internet where I could be like, okay, this is like what it says. And like, I didn't have time because mm -hmm. of like, I've been cleaning and working. So it was like deer in the headlight. Yeah. I'm was, like, modesty? What is that? It was did awesome. I, did I agree to do this? <laughs> yeah. So. It was your idea. Yeah, it, it was my idea. So. It's like when you get tested at school no, and I was then say, your, tested for what? <laughs> your mind goes blank about something that you know so well. <laughs> and you're like, my name is... I, I can't remember my name. <laughs> How do I spell it? <laughs> it's... Jack. Son. <laughs> yes. Your name is John. <laughs> oh, man, I failed. All right, well, we'll hop off. We will hop off. Okay. Well, everyone have a great day or evening or And afternoon. be patient with whatever you find this on because... <laughs> it's everywhere. It's We're everywhere, but... experimenting, being modest with yeah. it. <laughs> We're trying to make Rumble the main platform, but I'm missing something somewhere. So Rumble, if you're hearing this, please yeah. help. So help it's not, SOS. It's not rumbling well on Rumble. So. <laughs> Okay, but we'll yeah. see. I Patience. mean, we did have one video or one podcast that did do fairly well on Rumble. Yeah, but like, I don't know why. Fairly this... well, like 37 views. So <laughs> that was amazing for me. It's the same person listened to it 37 <laughs> times. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, everyone. Have a good uh, day and God bless.